Hello, 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 and welcome to the Divine Emotions Podcast. I am your host, Omi Hinka, and today we are going to get into eating for optimum womb health, eating as a womb-centered woman. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So what is up y'all? I am back. I took a small little break there for the winter solstice and the holidays to be with my family and I um, have a group of sisters that I visit with in Memphis that I want to go see. Um, Yeah, so I took a little bit of time off for myself but here I am back. Um, And today I wanted to get into eating for your womb health. So last time that we talked, um, I was talking about being a womb-centered woman. And I said that one of the easiest ways to do that, and one of the ways to kickstart that, is to, um, by changing the way that you eat and eating, um, for optimum womb health. And what's funny is that when we eat for optimum womb health, because we're women and our wombs are connected to our entire nervous system, when we eat for optimum womb health, we tend to be eating for optimum overall health. Um, So yeah, let's just talk about it. Oh, one thing that I do want to like get off the bat first and foremost is just that there is no perfect diet. Um, for all humans to eat so like I'm not going to tell you to go vegan I would never tell you to eat um, keto or eat any one particular way because I don't believe that there's one particular way that all humans should eat instead I am under the impression and under the whatever you want to say I'm under the belief that we all need to be eating based off of where our bloodlines come from and based off of what our ancestors were eating um because we all come from different environments come from places where different foods are native where different things are um you know in season at different times so when we eat based off of our um, ancestors rather than off of the traditional or what they call the standard american diet um, that's usually going to be better off for 99.9% of people. The American standard diet is trash. And when I say the standard American diet, what I mean is like your processed foods, your, um, your typical foods that Americans eat. So like in the morning you're eating cereal with milk egg sausage and toast with you know excess you know margarines and things like that um pancakes with waffles and syrup as a whole breakfast um for lunch we're having mcdonald's or we're having fast food we're having processed food um chips fries cakes candies things like that, your processed foods that are pretty much going to be relatively new on the scope of food evolution, 
Um, they probably came about within the last 50 to 60 years, most of these things, um, if not within the past 100 years, um, which really, if you think about it, 100 years is really not that long, especially considering um, the entire span of human civilization. 100 years is nothing. Um, yeah. And so this is just going to be, it's, there's no one particular way to eat, but the American standard diet is just, uh, not it basically. Um, so we're going to be eating and focusing on whole foods, foods that are going to be as close to the source as we can possibly get. So if we, um, are eating meat, we know where that meat is coming from or, um, you know, maybe we, we choose a kosher meat instead of something that wasn't killed in a kosher way. Um, things like that. Um, yeah, but anywho, let's just go ahead and get into it. My all time favorite thing to eat for womb health is definitely going to be fruit. Fruit, just by definition, is literally the ovary of a plant. It houses and protects the seeds, and usually it's sweet and edible, which helps with the dispersion of those seeds, because obviously a sweet fruit is going to attract animals, which will then eat the fruit and either um, swallow the seeds and, you know, poop them out on their journey, or at some point um, drop the seeds. So that's, you know, the entire purpose of fruit, the evolutionary purpose of fruit. Fruit contains um, a lot of vitamins as well as water and fiber, which is going to um, help tone the uterus, keeps the uterus hydrated, and it also helps regulate your bowels, fruit does. Um, the reason that it's so important to stay hydrated is because the uterus, just like every other cell in your body, is going to need water in order to function properly. And water, I'm sorry, fruit is an excellent sort of wa source of water. It has tons of juices. And when you are hydrated, I'm sorry, when you get dehydrated, your body is going to take water from wherever it can to support your brain, your heart, and um, all of your most essential organs. And it's going to start to neglect things like your skin, your hair, and your nails. And then eventually that's going to lead to it affecting things like your um, amount of saliva you have, the amount of vaginal fluid you have. Um, and then after that, it's going to start to affect your organs, etc. And being... Um, and since being dehydrated can lead to vaginal dryness, that can lead to other pH balances um, and other issues, you know, with your womb. So staying hydrated not just affects your overall health, but it definitely is going to affect your womb health. And then the fiber in fruit is going to keep your bowels regular, which is important for the uterus because constipation can cause issues with your pelvic floor. And a lot of women have pelvic floor issues and don't even know it. Um, and the pelvic floor houses your uterus, your bladder, and your rectum. Um, so a weak pelvic floor can lead to problems in labor, incontinence, prolapse, um, like literally a prolapse vagina or a prolapse um, rectum and 
further constipation. So it's really important to um, keep your pelvic floor up, which fiber can help you do. Um, fruit also has bioflavonoids, which have been linked to a reduction in both uterine fibroids and ovarian cancer. My personal favorite fruits are watermelon, mango, and pineapples, but it's best to try to eat whatever fruit is going to be available local or at least in season. And the best place to buy your fruit is going to be a local farmer's market, if you can. But if that's not plausible, then the next best thing is going to be to get fresh fruit from the produce section and to eat it um, within the next few days or so, so that you're eating food that is fresh and live. Um, and usually, typically buying a whole version of the fresh fruit is going to be the best deal. So typically buying a whole pineapple is going to give you more yield and um, be cheaper than buying just a can of pineapples or frozen pineapples or even the chopped pineapples in the fresh food section. So if you can, just buy the fruit and freeze it yourself um, so that it will last longer. If that's not an option for you, because of course we all live busy lives, then um, canned and frozen fruit is not the end of the world. Um, usually canned fruit and frozen fruit are going to be canned or frozen right after they're harvested. So they're still going to have, um, a lot of nutrients. It's just that they, um, do go through that processing. So, um, a lot of times, especially with fruit, you're going to get like added syrups. Um, there's going to be some sodium content added, um, when you're dealing with something that's going to be canned. Um, when it's frozen, it's just that it's going through um, you know, an extra step of being processed. And when we eat for our wounds, we really want to eat things that are going to be as close to the source as possible. If I am buying canned fruit, I tend to try to get the Simple Truth Organic brand from Kroger, which does not have any sugar added. There are, of course, other brands of fruits that have no sugar added. It doesn't have to necessarily be organic if that's out of your price range. Um, but Simple Truth Organic Foods, um, which is a Kroger brand, does a really good job, in my opinion, of having organic options that are pretty similar in price to the non-organic options, which is something that is really important for me as mom of three with a budget. The next thing that's going to be important for womb health is going to be vegetables. And now technically a vegetable is by definition any part of the plant um, that is edible. So anything can be called a vegetable um, that would be, you know, the roots, the stems, the leaves, the seeds, the fruit, and the nuts. But, however, typically when we as Americans talk about vegetables, we are referring to the edible roots, stems, and leaves of a plant. Vegetables are going to be important for womb health for many of the same reasons as fruit. However, they typically are going to have less calories and less carbs than your fruit. Um, 
Vegetables have calcium, potassium, magnesium, and other vitamins, which are important micronutrients for your womb health. They also have fiber and usually some water, although typically less than fruits. Although you do have a few high water um, things that we consider vegetables, that would be like a carrot has a lot of juice in it. Um, celery has a high juice content. Cucumbers, which are very obviously a fruit um, because they have seeds. So, but they're most people consider them a vegetable. They have high water content as well. Um, and then green leafy vegetables like green spinach and lettuce are particularly good for you in your womb as they help you maintain an alkaline balance in your uterus. And they contain folic acid, which is important for fetal development. So um, anything that is going to make us fertile is going to be good for our womb, typically. And then pop quiz, which I kind of already gave you the answer to, are tomatoes and cucumbers a fruit or a vegetable? The answer is yes. <laughs> Moving on. Um, again, of course, with vegetables, just like fruit, the best place to get them is going to be your local farmer's market or the produce section of the grocery but frozen and canned fruits are better than, I'm sorry, frozen and canned vegetables are better than no vegetables at all. And just watch out for the sodium content and anything being added um, during the process, especially with frozen vegetables. Like a lot of frozen vegetables have like a buttery sauce on them or a cheese sauce that's um, usually not even butter or real cheese it's a sauce so you just want to look out for that um and then of course the sodium content I think I already said that but the sodium content with canning you want to watch out for that and simple organic truth again makes um some canned vegetable options and if organic canned vegetables aren't an option it's okay to get just a regular canned vegetables because a can of vegetables is going to be better than McDonald's. So you do what you have to do. Um, and you can get canned vegetables from like the dollar store if that's something. But honestly, I would just go to Kroger because or Kroger or Walmart or wherever your local grocery store is. Because usually you can find um, cans for less than a dollar. The next type of food that it's going to be important to eat for optimal womb health is going to be healthy fats. Um, now, it's important to remember that not all fats are created equally and trans fats are completely and totally unhealthy and unsafe. And trans fats, um, I don't know if I like remember this correctly, but I think trans fats might be like illegal in America they might not be but they're not very um popular like if you look at ingredients usually they say zero trans fat but there might be trans fats in um like fried food and things like that I don't know because I don't really eat food like that anymore to pay attention to it but um trans fats are bad but a lot of people try to 
um, tend to think that like all fats are bad because such a, a heavy um, emphasis was put on the fact that trans fats are bad. But outside of trans fats, some fat is necessary and some fats are healthy fats and they're really going to be actually good for you. Um, so the healthy fats are going to be polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats, and then a limited amount of saturated fats. You still don't want to completely overdo it on the saturated fats, um, but saturated fats are good for you and your uterus, and um, some amount of them, poly, some amount of polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and saturated fats are absolutely necessary for hormone production and regulation. So if you do not have enough fat, you will not produce the correct hormones. Um, and you will not like that. You just your womb needs fat is what I'm saying at the end of the day. So um, we've already discussed this, but I'm going to say one more time. Trans fats are bad. Polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats, and a limited number of saturated fats. So like one third of the fat that you eat for your whole day should be saturated. Two thirds of them should be polyunsaturated and monounsaturated. Um, and then just to explain, a saturated fat um, versus an unsaturated fat is going to be, your saturated fats are typically going to be solid at room temperature, whereas your unsaturated fats are typically going to be liquid at room temperature. That's just a um, a guide. Doesn't work 100% for everything because nuts have unsaturated fat in them and they are solid at any temperature, obviously. But that's just like a, a general rule. So like your butters, ghee, um, palm oil, Things like that, lard, if you're using like lard, those are saturated fats. And um, the unhealthy saturated fats are going to be the things that are more recently created, like your shortening and your margarine. Those are bad for you. Okay, so I did go ahead and look up trans fats because it was kind of bothering me that I didn't know about it. So I will share what I found with you guys. So trans fats are pretty much unpopular in a lot of things. So when you look at most ingredients, you're not going to find trans fats in them. However, um, you are going to get trans fats in a lot of your fast foods, like especially your fried foods, your foods um, that are cooked in oil. And then apparently the trans fat content rises with each use of the oil. So like, you know, they don't re, re you know, change the oil every time they make fries. So with each batch of fries that they make, the amount of trans fats go up. And there's literally absolutely no health benefits with trans fats. Whereas other fats, there are at least a few benefits as long as you're eating them in moderation. That is not the case with trans fats. With trans fats, um, there is no benefit, but there is lots of risk. Um, they 
up your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and they lower your HDL, which is your good cholesterol. So trans fats are bad. Um, they can also be found in baked goods, which uh, was eye-opening to me because I do love me some sweets. But that would be things like um, your shortening and your margarine. So remember how I was saying um, margarine, shortening, those are bad forms of saturated fat. Those are trans fats. Um, oh, so the other source of trans fats is going to be from partially or fully hydrogenated oil. If you see that something has hydrogenated oil in it, that is bad. It has trans fats and nothing about that food is going to be nutritious for you. Yeah. Anywho, so here are some of my favorite healthy fats. My number one all-time favorite healthy fat, and especially for womb health, is going to be avocados. Avocados contain tons of folic acid, which is going to be good for brain health for the baby. Um, they contain more potassium than a banana. They contain lots of fiber, and they contain both monosaturated fats I'm sorry, monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats. And they only have 1.5 grams of saturated fat per one half cup serving. Um, they are great for adding a creamy texture to foods like salads. Um, you can top your soup or your stews or your chili with some avocados. Like if you like to add sour cream to your chili, you can try doing avocado instead. Um, and you can mix avocado in a smoothie in place of milk to get that nice creamy texture. You can also throw avocado in a sauce in place of egg to get like a nice creamy texture. Um, and you can um, do that with dressing as well, like make a salad dressing out of avocado. Um, also can use like in sauces to replace milk or cream to make like a dip like a cream sauce, an avocado cream. Um, coconut are another type of healthy fat that I am particularly fond of. Coconuts contain saturated fat, um, but it's a really good source of saturated fat. And it's eight grams of saturated fat per one ounce serving. But that's also going to contain what they call a medium chain triglyceride, which can be used as a quick fuel for the body and may also reduce inflammation, which um, inflammation leads to most sicknesses in the body. Um, yeah, so coconuts are my favorite source of saturated fat. Um, a way to add coconut to your life, you can mix it into your smoothies, you can um, like top your oatmeal with it, you can top smoothie bowls with it, you can just snack on um, coconut meat. I've had like coconut meat in a fruit bowl that was really good. Um, you can get like the shredded coconut and just, you know, top that on like a fruit salad. 
options are endless with coconut just like with other other things options are endless um nuts and seeds are full of polyunsaturated fats usually and they are a great way to stay full you can snack on them alone or you can add them to oatmeal salads and even soups and pastas for texture so you can um add like peanuts on top of like I make a peanut stew and add peanuts on top for a little crunch um I like to make a butternut squash soup and add pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds on top for a little bit of crunch. There are um, chia seeds, which are really good for adding um, to make like a pudding. You can add make a chia seed pudding just by um, mixing like an any type of milk or almond milk or nut milk Um with some chia seeds and let that sit overnight it'll create like a pudding consistency you can add like a a natural sweetener like honey in there um and some people think this is weird but I like to just add chia seeds to my water um not too much but it kind of gives you like that boba tea feel um although it's obviously much smaller than a, a regular boba um Yeah, but nuts and seeds are a great source of polyunsaturated fat and they're great for snacking to stay full and can be added to almost any meal in some way, shape or form. Another um, really good source of healthy fat is going to be nut butters, which are usually going to be full of both healthy fat and protein. And the nutrients are going to vary by the type, of course, like whether you're eating almond butter or peanut butter, um, you're going to get different proteins, etc. But um, almost all nut butter is good. I can't think of a, a nut butter that's not good for you. The only thing is you want to opt with the one opt for the ones with little to no sugar added to them. Or you can, um, better yet, just take a stab at making your own. Nut butters are really simple to make. It's basically just um, grounding up peanuts or whatever nut you want to use. Um, And there there are blenders that make both nut milks and nut butters. Um, Nut milk is another source of healthy fat as well. Um. Fatty fish like salmon and tuna are particularly good sources of um, healthy fats because they contain a type of fat called omega-3, which is considered an essential fat because our bodies do not make it on its own. And a lot of Americans um, have a hard time getting omega-3s. There's three different types of omega fatty acids. I don't know if fatty acids is what they're called, but there's three type of omega. I think it is fatty acids, but um, there's your omega-3, your omega-6, and your omega-9. Omega-9 is not considered essential because if you get um, enough of 3 and 6, your body can convert 9. But, um, and most Americans aren't deficient in 6 because... Omega-6s are in most processed oils, but where we most Americans are lacking are in the omega-3s, which are going to be found in things like tuna, salmon, 
um, lots of different type of fish have omega-3s, but you can also get omega-3s from flax seeds or walnuts if you are um, avoiding meat and fish. Um, you can also take an omega-3 supplement, but typically you are going to absorb nutrients better from food than from a vitamin or supplement just as a rule of thumb. Um, yeah, so that is healthy fats. There's all type of different healthy fats. And then, of course, you can also get healthy fats from, um, things like butter, from, um, cream. As long as you're using, like, natural butters and creams, um, the closer to the source, the better. So if you can find, like, a local farmer or somebody to get your butter from, the better. Um, there's also a type of butter called ghee that's like clarifying butter that's considered healthier um i guess than regular butter um i also like to cook with palm oil um a lot of people think palm oil isn't good for you because it contains cholesterol but um i don't have cholesterol problems knock on wood but um palm oil is also ancestral to me so I told you that for your womb health I think it's important to eat according to your bloodline well my family um I'm one removed I'm one generation removed from Nigeria and in Nigeria they cook with a lot of palm oil almost everything is cooked with palm oil there um and then in my family in particularly we dealt with um palm so I, I tend to cook with palm oil, especially when I'm feeling ancestral or whatever. Um, and then, of course, you can get healthy fats from animal sources, animal um, like meat. As long as you're using like lean meat, you're going to be better off. And then you can also do like bo bone broths are going to be healthy sources of meat, um, gelatin. Um, but yeah. That is healthy fats. Protein is also important for womb health as it is the building block for new healthy cells. It's important to help grow your baby if you are pregnant and it's important to help you maintain milk supply if you're breastfeeding. Your uterus is a muscle and protein along with exercise helps your muscles stay strong. Of course, you can get healthy proteins from lean meats, poultry, eggs, and fish and dairy. However, a lot of people, myself included, are going towards a plant-based lifestyle. And it's important to know that if you are going plant-based, then you need to focus on getting complete protein sources. And what a complete protein is, is it means that you are getting all of the amino acids needed, um, not just some of them. So there are nine essential amino acids which are the amino acids that our body does not, which are the amino acids that our body does not make naturally. So we have to get them from food sources. And if you eat things like meat, dairy, eggs, etc., um, all of those are going to contain the all nine um, amino acids. They, they're going to be considered complete protein. However, there are only a few sources of plant-based complete proteins 
Um, some of the ones that I know of are going to be quinoa, buckwheat, hemp seeds, blue green algae, um, and soybeans, which a lot of people, you know, have their feelings about soy as well. But those are at least going to be considered complete proteins, meaning that they do have all of the nine essential amino acids that you need when you're eating protein. Pea protein is also pretty good at that, but it's missing um, one of the amino acids that starts with a... It's not missing it, but it's low in it. And I forget what it's called, but it starts with an M. And then... Um, brown rice protein is pretty close to being complete, except for it's low in, I forget which one it is, but it's a, a, um, amino acid that starts with an L. So if you mix pea protein and brown rice protein, that gives you a complete protein. That's really, really good. If you can't mix them and you just get pea protein though, you're doing pretty good pea protein in most circles, is considered a um, complete protein. You can also combine plant proteins to create a complete protein. So beans and rice is going to be the most well-known example of that. Um, but another option would be to pair whole grains and lentils. You can also pair whole grains and beans. You can pair nuts and whole grains, and then you can also compare, you can also pair nuts with beans. So again, that's whole grains and beans, nuts and whole grains, nuts and beans, or whole grains and lentils. Those combinations will give you a complete protein. And you don't have to, um, you know, freak out or stress out about making sure that every single time you eat it, that you're getting a complete protein, but just making sure that throughout the day, you're getting a balance of all of the um, proteins so that you are getting a balance of all of the essential amino acids that you are going to need, if that makes sense basically balance is at the center of everything. One thing that's important to avoid outside of trans fats is also going to be sugar, um, especially refined sugars, white sugar um, being the worst of all of the worst. Um, when we eat sugar, that causes our insulin levels to spike, which is then going to affect our hormone production. Sugar is also known to cause inflammation. We have certain proteins in our bodies that when um, they are exposed to sugar, they actually become toxins. Um, so sugar really just, there's no, no um, sugar that's going to be good for womb health. Things that we can do instead of sugar would be honey, um, we can do maple syrup, we can do molasses, and if you have to use sugar, um, it's best to use cane sugar, which is also called turbinado, or um, you can use brown sugar, but technically brown sugar is just white sugar with molasses on it, 
So um, you'd be better off buying turbinado and just adding your own molasses. Um, yeah, but trying to stay away from refined sugar at all costs is going to be best for womb health. I forgot to mention that there is also um, agave syrup and date syrup, which can be used. There's coconut sugar that can be used in place of refined sugar. Um, and that you need to also be aware that there is sugar in um, pretty much all alcohols except for, um, I think, I don't know if vodka has a high sugar content, but there's sugar in almost all alcohol. Um, so you also need to be mindful of the amount of alcohol you are consuming. And then just to clarify, I looked it up and there is no sugar in um, the spirits, which are going to be like whiskey, gin, vodka, tequila, and rum. Um, you're like higher proof alcohols. However, obviously you have to be mindful of how you are then mixing them because whatever you mix them with usually has sugar in it. So those are your basic building blocks for a womb-centered diet. Now, what combination of things you eat is going to be, of course, based on you and like I, I mentioned before, your bloodline and what your body needs. So some of us have faster metabolisms and need more protein some of us have slower metabolisms and need less. Some of us need less carbs due to the way our body, um, you know, d responds to insulin or stores insulin. Some of us need um, less carbs. There's no one particular diet that's going to be best for everybody. You're going to have to play around with it. Um, you can look up and see what a traditional diet looks like from the place that you are from. So like if you are a black person, look up what is a typical diet from West Africa? What are they eating? Um, and maybe not so much what are they eating today, but what is a traditional African meal from a hundred years ago? Um, if you are Mediterranean, you might want to be eating foods that are in a Mediterranean diet, um, high fats, olives, things like that. Um, if you are European, you might want to be eating based off of your European ancestors. Um, to be honest, I'm not going to pretend to know what that means because I don't, um, but Basically, what I'm trying to get at is that you want to eat based off of of you and your your ancestry and not based off of what's trending and not based off of what's um, popular and what the fad is right now. Um, another thing that I want to mention is that there are different um, blood tests you can take. 
in order to see what um, nutrients you are deficient in. So you can go and take a blood test um, and see, you know, what what things you are lacking and then cater your diet towards that. Um, and then there's also genetic testing routes, if that's something that you're into, that you can get to see what the optimum diet would be for you. Um, but yeah, the combination and the amount of things that you eat are going to vary, but almost, and not just almost every single person is going to need some combination of fruit, vegetable, healthy fats, and proteins. It's just going to be what that combination looks like is going to be different for every person and what type of fruits, vegetables, and fats you're eating is going to be different for every person. Um, the other thing that is not necessarily essential, but is going to aid in womb health is going to be, um, to be up on your herbal teas. There are many different herbal teas that can be beneficial to womb health. Herbal teas are going to have many of the same things that fruits and vegetables are going to have because they are part of plants. Um, they're going to have your um, vitamins and also your flavonoids in them typically. And some of the, some good teas for womb health are going to be, um, if you look, there's like a traditional medicinal um, healthy pregnancy tea. That tea can be drinking at any time. You don't have to be pregnant. Um there's also something that has I've seen floating around called Nora tea, which just Nora stands for nettle, oat straw, red raspberry leaf, and alfalfa. And that's a blend that you can make. That is something um, that's similar to a, a blend that I make and I drink all the time. Um, I add hibiscus to mine um, and I add a little bit of ginger to mine. Um but yeah, herbs can help you um, significantly with your micronutrients, typically helping you get in your vitamins, your minerals and things like that. Um, so some of the micronutrients that are going to be important to womb health, a big, big one is going to be iron, which is um, important for blood. Um, another one is going to be your vitamin C which vitamin C is good for uterine toning. Um, also vitamin K, vitamin E, vitamin A. Um, magnesium, potassium. Yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few, but there are a lot of micronutrients that are also important to womb health. Um, Yeah, and I might do an entire um, episode just on micronutrients and how to get in the different ones. But right now, I think that we should focus on um, first trying to back away from the American Standard Diet as much as possible and get us into a health-centered, a womb-centered um, diet and 
a womb-centered diet is obviously for womb bearers, but a lot of the same things that women need to eat, men need to eat too. Um, but obviously men are going to need them at different ratios than we need them because we've got different things going on. Um, but that is again where it comes into play for eating for your body and eating for you. So, yeah, um, that is about all that I have for you guys today regarding eating as a womb centered person. If you guys want, um, Tell me what your favorite fruits are. Tell me your favorite fruits, your favorite vegetables, your favorite healthy fats, and what are your favorite proteins. Um, If you'd like to join me on this womb-centered journey, I do have my exclusive group that I created where I share exclusive content and activities, and I host member-only events and give access to an extensive digital library and access to my physical library. Um, Members also get discounts on different products and services each month, and it's only $3.33 a month to join, which is cheaper than your cheapest subscription services. And to join the group, you just go to www.divinemotions.com slash group and of course you know by now divine motions is spelled d-i-v-i-n-e and then motions is m-o-c-e-a-n-s like m and then the word oceans if you are interested in booking a reiki session with me or if you are interested in for any doula services from fertility all the way through postpartum services you can um, visit my website at www.divinemotions.com to book a session or consultation and you can always find me on all of the social medias at divine motions and with social media that's going to be at divine and then the word m apostrophe motions and yeah Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in today. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to and turn on notifications so that you know that when um, when I put out new episodes. And um, just as always, remember to allow peace and bliss to flow through you effortlessly. Much love, family.